0: حاجuka, then if they argue with you. Hajjukah is from the root letters ha from hajja, which is to argue with another, to debate with another, and basically it is to present arguments, present evidences in order to defeat the other in a dispute. Because it's from hujja. What is a hujja? An argument. Something that a person presents in order to defeat the other. In order to prove his point. So if they argue with you, if they debate with you, who does you refer to? The Prophet And who does they refer to? الَّذِينَ Utul kitab, The Yehuda and the Nasara. What do they dispute with you? About what? Concerning the deen. Concerning the religion. Concerning the prophethood of Muhammad ﷺ. فَقُلْ بَنْسَيْ What should you say to them? Aslantu. I have submitted. What have I submitted? Wajhiya. My face. For who? Lillahi for Allah. Say that I have only submitted to Allah. I am doing only that which Allah has commanded me to do. Why is the waj mentioned over here? Why is the face mentioned over here? Because the face is the most honorable part of a person's body. And if a person has submitted his face to someone, what does it mean? That he has completely and totally submitted to them. And also if you think of it, the face has most of the faculties of a person, abilities of a person, senses of a person. You see, you smell, you speak, your ears are on the side, your head is above with your brain. So, wajhi does doesn't just mean that I have submitted my face, but that I have submitted entirely, completely. And obviously, if the face submits, then other limbs will also follow. Other parts of the body will also follow. If a person has submitted his aql, his intellect, his mind, then what does it mean? That his body will follow. So say that I have submitted myself for the sake of Allah. What does it mean by this? That I obey Allah. I am doing only what Allah has commanded me to do. وَمَن Tabani and whoever has followed me as well meaning whoever follows me whoever follows the prophet sallallahu whoever believes in the prophet sallallahu he has also submitted to who to allah remember that in islam we don't worship the prophet sallallahu we don't worship him we follow him but who do we worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the Prophet was told to say that I and all those who follow me have submitted to who? To Allah. And that is Islam. That is submission. Which is the religion that is correct in the sight of Allah. Notice the word Ittabaani. Ittaba'ani is from the root letter from the word ittibar, which is to completely follow someone. In the sense that whatever they do you do exactly the same. For example, if a person walks in a particular way, and they leave behind them footprints on on the ground. So, what is ittiba? To follow all of those footprints, to step exactly where the other person stepped, to take the same route. So, it is to follow someone completely, follow someone precisely, every action, every detail, every word, every gesture. This is what ittibar is And ittibar also gives a sense of Following someone intentionally Like for example If two cars are going together somewhere And one is leading and the other is following So what are you going to do If you're following You're following them deliberately, intentionally It's not by chance you happen to Go the same place No, you're following them And when you follow You take care of every turn You take care of the speed If you slow down And they are fast You're going to lose them if you don't care about where they're going, if they're turning right or they're turning left, what's going to happen? You're going to lose them. You're going to get lost. So, ittiba' is to follow someone with care, with attention, with intention, and to follow someone precisely. To follow someone completely. And this is how we're supposed to follow the Prophet ittiba' of the Prophet وسلم, which is why we don't just follow him in the sense that we pray. But how do we pray? Which is the best salah? That which is closest to the sunnah. Similarly, when it comes to eating and drinking, even, what do we do? The same way that the Prophet ate and drank, with the right hand, sitting down, saying, Bismillah. So, say that I have submitted my face to Allah and also those who follow me. So, basically, over here, the Prophet is being told that if they argue with you concerning the deen, do not follow up the argument. Do not dispute with them. Do not argue with them. Do not prolong the dispute at all. Why? Because if you prolong the dispute, what's going to happen? It's never going to come to an end. Which is why sometimes we see that if people are trying to give dawah to another person, and if they start arguing, if they start discussing and debating, What happens? It never comes to an end. And if you just try to make them understand that Islam is about submitting your will to Allah. That I will do what my Creator wants me to do. Just prove this point to them. I will do what my Creator wants me to do. Khalas. And if they agree with this, then Islam will make sense to them. And if you try to prove to them through different, different, different ways, if you get lost in the argument, it will never take you anywhere. You will never be successful. So the Prophet is being told, do not prolong the argument. Just say, I am doing what my Rabb has told me to do. That's it. And also those people who follow me, they are supposed to do the same. Do what Allah has commanded us to do. We learn in the Qur'an, surah number 12, ayah 108, Allah says, قُلْ هَذِهِ سَبِيلِ أَدْعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ بَصِيرَةٍ أَنَا وَمَنِ اتبعني. Say, O Prophet This is my way I invite to Allah with sure knowledge I and whosoever follows me وَقُلْ لِلَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ والأميين. And say, O Prophet To who? To those people who were given the book Who are they? The Jews and the Christians And also say to who? And the unlettered people um is a plural of ummi. And what's the root? Hamza? Meme? Meme from the word um. And who is an ummi? An unlettered person, someone who has not gained any formal education. Any formal training. Because it's from um. All of their knowledge, all of their training, all of their socialization is based on what? On what they have learned from their mother. They haven't had any formal training. And the word Ummi as a term is used for who? Which people? The Arabs. Why were they called Ummi? Because they did not have any scripture. They did not have any divine book. As opposed to the people of the book. They were the educated ones. They were the knowledgeable ones. And the Arabs on the other hand, they had no scripture. So say to those who have the book and those who don't have the book, the knowledgeable ones and the unlettered ones. The Jews and the Christians as well as the mushrikeen. Everybody. Doesn't it include the whole of mankind? Those who have the book. Those who follow some divine religion that was given to them before but obviously they altered it. It changed over time. So say to the Jews and Christians and al-ummiheen, those who don't have a scripture, what should you say to them? Aslamtu, Have you submitted? Have you submitted to who? To Allah just as I have submitted. Have you submitted to Allah just as I have submitted? And how is it that the Prophet submitted? submitted? to Wajihi. I have submitted entirely, completely, everything of mine. To who? To Allah. So, have you submitted, meaning have you brought Islam the way that I have? Have you submitted to Allah the way that I have submitted. فَإِنْ Aslamu, Then if they submit, فَقَدْ Then they have obtained guidance. Remember this ayah. فَإِنْ Aslamu, فَقَدْ If they have submitted to Allah the way that the Prophet وسلم submitted, meaning they accept Islam, then only they are rightly guided. Why? Because إِنَّ الدِّينَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الْإِسْلَامِ the only true religion in the sight of Allah is Islam so it doesn't matter who a person is otherwise only if he submits to Allah only if he accepts Islam if he follows the Prophet only then he is rightly guided فَقَدْ اِهْتَدَوْا وَإِن تَوَلَّوْا and if they turn away turn away from what? from submitting to Allah فَإِنَّمَا عَلَيْكَ الْبَلَاغُ then the need upon you O Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is a responsibility to al البلاغ to convey balagh is from balam What does balagh mean? To reach somewhere. And balagh is to convey something, to deliver something. Because when you convey something, what you have, you make it reach the other person. If you're the delivery guy, what are you doing? Your job is to deliver what has been given to you to the other person. It is to convey, to deliver. So upon you is the responsibility to convey. Convey what? The message of Allah to the people. That's it. That's the only responsibility that you have. Wallahu baceerun bil ibad, and Allah is watching His servants. So, what do we learn from this part of the ayah? That if the people, if they submit to Allah outwardly and inwardly, the way that the prophets of Allah submitted, that in the heart is submission to Allah. And outwardly, in actions also, what is a person doing? That which Allah has commanded a person to do. And how do we know about what we're supposed to do? From the Prophet The sunnah of the Prophet. So who is on guidance? faqad Who is on guidance? A person who has submitted to Allah. Inwardly and outwardly. And he follows the way of the Prophet. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Why? Because the Prophet was sent to all of mankind. Everybody. Not just the Arabs. Not just the people of that time. And if anyone wishes to be guided, he has to follow his way. Because in Nadina Indallah Islam and the teachings were given to who? To the Prophet. We learn From a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, By he in whose hand is my soul, no member of this ummah, no person of this ummah, no Jew or Christian hears of me, but dies without believing in what I was sent with, but will be among the people of the fire. Meaning, if a person, whether he is a Muslim, or a Jew, or a Christian, or anybody else, if he hears of the Prophet ﷺ, and he does not believe in him he does not follow him and he dies in that state he's not going to go to jannah he's not going to be successful because inna in 'indallahi al-islam and it has been given to who to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and if they turn away if they don't listen your job is only to convey you're not going to force people to accept islam why because la ikraha is no compulsion in religion We learn in Surah al would Ayah 40 فَإِنَّمَا عَلَيْكَ الْبَلَاغُ وَعَلَيْنَا الْحِسَابِ On you is a duty to convey and upon us is to take the account of people. Your job is to convey. فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَمْتَ مُذَكِّرْ لَسْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِمُصَيْتِرْ So remind, you're only a reminder. You are not over them, a controller. So what is the responsibility of the da'i? What is the responsibility of the one who is calling people to Allah? Convey the message. And we learned from the previous ayah, don't prolong the argument. Don't get lost in arguments. Just make the other person understand that Islam is about submitting your will to your creator. And if you try to argue, you're not going to get anywhere. And how does the ayah end? What does the last part of the ayah say? Wallahu بَصِيرٌ Ibad, Allah is watching all of the servants and remember that everyone is a servant of Allah we learn in surah Maryam ayah number 93 Allah says man إلا آت there is no one in the heavens and the earth but that he will come to the most merciful as a servant no one in the heavens and the earth except that it or he or she is a servant to Allah is an Abdullah Allah. So Allah is watching all of the servants. So who is included in the servants? All people, all creation, whether they're messengers or they're ordinary human beings. All creation, whether they're human beings or they're angels. All people, whether they're old or young, men or women, righteous or very disobedient. Allah watches the actions, the words, the gestures, the behavior of all of his creation. So what do we learn from this ayah? That if a person submits his face to Allah, what do we learn? That he will be able to see the face of Allah as well. What is required of us in our deen? Submit yourself completely to Allah. Submit your face to Allah. And remember the hadith about don't miss the two cool prayers? Because at that time you really have to submit your wajj to Allah. That you have to get up. You have to submit your entire body despite the fact that you want to sleep. You want to stay in bed. Or you want to be busy with your work. The time of Asr. But you have to leave what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. And go and literally submit your face to Allah. Put your head on the ground. And then a person will be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ayah teaches us as to how to do dawah. How to call people to Islam. Many times we wonder, how should I do it? I don't know anything about Christianity. Or I don't know anything about this other religion. How do I call the other person to Islam? What should I say? The main thing is, make the other person understand that Islam is about submitting yourself to Allah. Again, when it comes to doing dawah, follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Many times when we're doing Dawah Our focus is that the other person should just convert And after they convert Whatever they do, I don't care But I just want to make sure they convert That I win And we forget that our responsibility Is to convey the message to the other person If we have conveyed the message Then leave it to Allah And if you haven't conveyed the message Then Even if they do convert And if they have incorrect beliefs Or incorrect practices if their ways don't change the main point is to convey the message to the other person and one more very important thing also is that when anybody is disputing with us when anybody is arguing with us whether it is about the deen or something else what should we do? don't prolong the argument don't get lost in the argument sometimes you see even with the Muslims within the Muslims you go to a particular masjid they are praying in a particular way and they tell you, don't pray like this. And you're like, no, 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 no. This is the sunnah. And I read that in that book. And they will bring something else. And you will bring something else. And they will bring something else. And the argument will continue. So don't get stuck in arguments. What should you say? I have submitted my face to Allah. I'm only doing what the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم did. I'm only doing what I learned in the hadith. And the dispute will be over. Indeed, those people who disbelieve in the ayat of Allah, in the verses of Allah, whether these verses are shari'i or the ayat are kaunin. So, those people who disbelieve in the ayat of Allah, وَيَقْتُلُونَ النَّبِيّينَ بِغَيْرِ حَقٍّ And they kill the prophets without any right. an nabiyin is a plural of An-Nabi. Who is Nabi? نبي? Prophet. Nabiyin, Prophets. So they kill the prophets without any right. They kill the prophets of Allah and they have no right to kill the prophets. If you think of it, can it ever be justified to kill a prophet of Allah? Ever? No. So over here, when Allah says, Beghayri haqq without any right, this is emphasizing that they have absolutely no right to do so and their act of killing the prophets is completely unacceptable. It's zulm, it's unjust. Who else do they kill? وَيَقْتُلُونَ الَّذِينَ And they kill those people who, which people? يَأْمُرُونَ بالقسط. Those who order qist. What is qist? Justice. And remember, in qist the focus is to refrain from zulm. So if anyone tells them, don't do zulm. يَأْمُرُونَ بالقسط. Those people who tell them, don't do zulm. Be just. What do they do? They kill them. وَيَقْتُلُونَ الَّذِينَ يَأْمُرُونَ مِنَ النَّاسِ From among the people. So over here we see that certain type of people have been mentioned. Who? Those who, first of all, disbelieve in the ayat of Allah. Secondly, they kill the prophets of Allah without any right. That when these prophets, when they told them, believe in Allah, submit yourself to Allah, first of all, They disbelieve. And secondly, they go to the extent of killing the prophets. So it happens sometimes that you invite people to Islam, but they don't accept. They don't listen. Some people will reject and others will go to the extent of opposing you. And this is something that the prophets faced as well. This is the sunnah of the prophets as well. That when you do dawah, some listen, some don't, they oppose you and they become the enemies of your life. What else do these people do? They also kill those who order justice from among the people. Isn't this so common? That somebody who's trying to tell others about that which is right, that which is good, he is not given the freedom to speak. And if he tries to speak, he is opposed. And sometimes, he is literally killed. This behavior demonstrates the worst type of arrogance. So those people who disbelieve in the ayat of Allah, then they kill the prophets and they kill ordinary people as well who tell them to do qist, who tell them to be just. If someone kills the prophets, if someone disbelieves, if someone kills a person who's telling them to do justice, this demonstrates worse type of arrogance. Why? Because arrogance, kibir is what? Kibir is batarul الْحَقْ وَغَمْطُ nas. It is to Refuse the truth And degrade the people What are the ayat of Allah? Truth What are the messengers telling them? Truth What are the people telling them? Truth What is Kibr? Batarul haq Refusing the truth Wa ghamtu nas And belittling the people Degrading the people The prophet of Allah is telling you A human being is telling you A person is telling you And you have no respect for their life That you go to the extent of killing them so those people who do this, those people who disbelieve and oppose those who tell them to do that, which is right. What does Allah say? "Fabbashirhum bi-adabin Give them good news of a painful punishment. Notice the word "bashirhum." Bashir بشر is from bashara. What does bashara mean? Good news. Give them good news of adabin alim, a painful punishment. Why has this been said? Bashirhum. This has been said sarcastically. Give them the good news. Of a painful punishment And remember that the word Bashara is used for Such news that affects The skin of a person That is felt on the skin of a person Bashir hum bi'adha bin alim. Tell them about the worst Type of punishment We learn from a hadith Abu Ubaidah anhu He asked the Prophet وسلم, Who would have the severest punishment On the day of judgment He said the one who killed a prophet or killed someone who enjoined the good and forbade the evil. This was very common in the Bani Israel. What did they do? They killed zakaria alayhi salam, Yahya alayhi salam. They tried to kill Risa alayhi And also we see that when Musa alayhi had gone to Mount Tur and the Bani Israel behind him, they made up the calf. Harun alayhi salam was amongst them and he tried stopping them. And when Musa a.s. returned, he asked him, why didn't you stop them? What did he say? That I was afraid that there would be immense fitna. They would go to the extent of opposing him and killing him. And there would be literally war amongst the people. So, those who disbelieve and those who kill the prophets of Allah, those who kill the people who tell them to do that which is right, for them there is a painful punishment. أُولَٰئِكَ They are the ones who those whose deeds have been wasted. Habitat is from the root letters Habata, Hubut. And what does Hubut mean? When something becomes worthless. When something produces no good benefit. It becomes invalid. It's wasted. It's futile. It's of no avail whatsoever. So, al-ladina Habitat Amaluhum. Amal is the plural of Amal. All of their deeds. Have been wasted, meaning whatever good deeds they performed. Like, for example, whatever sadaqah they gave, whatever kindness they showed to people, whatever good treatment they showed to people, whatever salah they prayed, whatever zakat they gave, whatever hajj they performed. Any good deeds they performed, all of them will be wasted. Fid dunya in the dunya. Habitat a'maluhum fi dunya. In dunya also, their deeds are wasted. They will not bring them any benefit. While Akhira and also in the akhirah, their deeds will be completely wasted. We learn in Surah Al-Furqan, Ayah 23, وَقَدِمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا We will regard of what they have done of deeds and we will make them as dust that is dispersed. All of their good deeds, قَدِمْنَا We will advance towards them and we are going to make them as dust that is dispersed completely wasted all of those deeds they performed good deeds wasted وَمَا لَهُمْ مِنْ and they will have no helpers at all so first of all they will get no reward for the good deeds that they have performed all of their good deeds will be wasted because of the crime they committed what is the crime they have committed? disbelief and killing it will waste all of their good deeds and once their good deeds are wasted is there anyone who is going to come and help them? No وَمَا لَهُمْ مِن <ناصرين> Nasir. is used for someone who comes and helps a person out of a difficulty So imagine someone who is already in some problem already in some difficulty So Nasir is someone who comes and takes them out of that difficulty helps them out of that difficulty Nobody is going to come and rescue them from the punishment No one is going to come and help them In the dunya we see that people they work together, they join together as gangs, as groups they cooperate with each other in kufr, in disobeying Allah in opposing those who tell them to do that which is right but on the day of judgment all of these people who support each other on that day, they'll be left alone all of their deeds will be useless and they will have no helpers to come and help them out of the problem either because remember in the dunya nobody can oppose the haq on his own individually there is always a backup a support that he has in the dunya like for example the Bani Israel when they killed the prophet, it wasn't just one person who went and killed the prophet no, it was a whole group of them it was a whole nation so in the dunya you might be together you might have a lot of friends who support you in your wrong action who support you against those who tell you to do that which is right but in the hereafter these people will not come and help you. الأخِلَّاءُ Close friends بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ عدو. On that day some of them will be enemies to each other except for those who fear Allah. So many times in dunya what happens? We know about that which is right but we don't do it. Somebody is telling us to do that which is good that which is beneficial for us but we don't do it. And if they tell us we don't listen to them we oppose them. And whose support do we take? The support of our friends, and sometimes it's because of our friends that we don't accept the truth. we don't listen to our parents, we don't listen to our teachers. It happens. our friends provoke us. no, no, don't listen it's okay. they should listen to you. but in the hereafter, min Nas, no helpers for them at all let's listen to the recitation.
1: فَقُلْ أَسْلَمْتُ وَجِهِيَ لِلَّهِ وَمَنِ اتَّبَعَنِ وَقُلْ لِلَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ the ones فَإِن أَسْلَموا فَقَد ones وَإِن are the ones who والله بصير بالعباد إن الذين يكفرون بآيات الله ويقتلون النبيين بغير حقه ويقتلون الذين يأمرون بالقسط من الناس فبشرهم فَبَشِّرْهُمْ بِعْذَابٍ أَلِيمٌ أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ حَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَمَا لَهُمْ مِن نَاصِرِينَ
0: Let's listen to the recitation of these verses from the beginning.
2: زين
0: للناس حب الشهوات
2: من النساء والبنين والقناطير المقنطرة, والقناطير المقنطرة من الذهب والفضة والخيل المسومة والأنعام وَالحَرْضِ ذلك متاع الحياة الدنيا والله عنده حسن المآب قل أأنبئكم بخير من ذلكم للذين اتقوا عند ربهم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها الصابرين والصادقين والقانتين والمنفقين والمستغفرين بالاسحار شهد الله انه لا اله الا هو وان تولوا فانما عليك البلاغ والله بصير بالعباد ان الذين يكفرون بايات الله ويقتلون النبيين بغير حق ويقتلون الذين يامرون بالقسط من الناس